tunnel? Are you okay in there? What? What part of me screaming, oh god, oh no, I don't have hands, sounds like I am fine in here. Is there a reason that we shouldn't wipe out the werewolf village? There are many good reasons to have sanctity for life. Whether or not it is something you adhere to or understand is a matter of perspective. I have a good question for you. I think this is a good question. Why are there only 16 queens, guard? Why don't you just make more of yourselves? You don't wish to create an alpha predator and not be able to control the beast. Uh, speaking of which, do we have a cure for lycanthropy here? Hmm. speaking. Is that the only way? Hmm. Makes it a little bit more difficult and a lot more painful. Welcome, Foundlings, back to the Odd Campaign. This is Season 4, Episode 13. I am Quentin, your GM, and I am here once again with my two players, one on either side. Hello. Oh, I guess I'm not a player. Hi, it is I, Emily. Uh, today I'm playing Odette, an elf arcanist who is accompanied, as always, by our cute little pseudo-dragon, Indiana. Aren't you technically a player because we are playing the uh, Sword Art Online video game? That is a layer of inception that I am not ready to accept. But okay, yes, it is true. I am also in this game. Also accompanied by my legendary hero, Ace. He does not speak. He nods silently in the background. And uh, I'm Greg. I'm not a player. I'm a happily married man. I would never play the field. Uh, and accompanied by Jerry. As always, Meh. who has one of my socks in his mouth. I think I'm just going to get uh, some chili powder put it on my socks. Might seem weird to the others, but... Ooh, don't get a cut on your foot then. Ooh. Ooh. Never mind. Ooh. And I'm RL. I play Greg. When last we left off, either player could recount being greeted by a full moon and a werewolf. The both players were in dramatically different circumstances. Greg Shore has found himself stuck in a state of limbo, willing and yet unable to leave the mysterious town of Lunka. For every attempt seems to be fruitless, with the inevitability of evening, so too comes the certainty of all loss of self-control. Though distant and far, Odette and S are in search of a potential solution to their friend's problem. So, when last we left off, Odette, you were standing in front of the mouth of a dark cave entrance at the base of Mount Rimadolv, accompanied by your legendary hero, S, and your escort, Soren. All right, so, Odette looks back and forth. So, where exactly is this uh, township village thing? It is right this way. Though, please stay close. 
The tunnels can get quite confusing if you do not know where you are going. Upon saying such, Soren begins walking into the mouth of the pitch-black cave. If you do not follow closely behind him, he vanishes and disappears into the tunnel. Alright, that is fine. Odette begins making her way into the tunnels. As follows, directly behind you. But you find it quite difficult to follow your guide, as it is so dark you can barely see five to ten feet in front of you. Hey, Soren! Do you happen to have a light? Because if not, I can, uh, I can make one. Generally, there is no need for a light for me. I did not think to bring one for you. She pauses for a second, stops walking, and she casts dancing lights. Ah, fine. Then I shall take care of this. Also, but she has low light vision, but what is it's, the cave? It, it, it's significant. It's dark. It's not low lit. Okay. It's, it's dark, dark. Okay. Yeah, so she, she casts dancing lights. Your magical aura illuminates your surroundings, revealing a narrow and winding tunnel. Though it is so dark that nothing is distinguishable past your source of light. So basically it illuminates its, I believe it's a 30 foot radius. The, the tunnel curves and bends significantly sooner than when your light source would end. So you're able to basically illuminate the entire stretch of tunnel. Perfect. And she will proceed trying to follow after her guide. Slightly confused. Wait, so sorry. What the, uh, wait, so you can see in the dark? Is that like a thing that all vampires have or something? He takes a moment and does not respond immediately. I do suppose that is a thing that those with vampirism are capable of. And as you follow, the cold, wet stone is hard beneath your feet. And with each step, the sound reverberates off the walls in every direction. All that can be heard as you travel is the omnipresent echo of your own footsteps and the occasional drip of water from a stalactite. Hmm. This kind of reminds me of that one movie of Indiana Jones. As you follow your guide, you feel the cave descend, ascend, twist, turn, and wind about on numerous occasions. And there are even bifurcations and new branches leading even deeper into the mountain. Wait a second, Soren, why is this village inside so deep? It is for the safety of the people. Wait, so if it is for the safety of the people, eh, oh, does that mean you guys cannot see the moon down here? That is not particularly why. Alright, that was my only suggestion then, okay? Alright, that is fine. But how much longer are we going to be walking? It shall be a good bit. As you notice, the Soren is kind of paused at one of these intersections, but there are no distinguishable markings. Roll a perception check for me. Okay, it is a 15. As you notice, as Soren is pausing for a moment at this intersection, you... Hear the faint inhale of air, and you can see that Soren seems to be sniffing before choosing one of the paths, which keeps leading you even deeper into the heart of the mountain. And this repeats itself at each intersection. It seems as if he pauses and smells the air. Odette slows down to the pace of her legendary hero. Ace, do vampires sniff the air like dogs? Am I misunderstanding something here? Uh... I don't know. I'm not exactly a vampire expert. All right. That was not very helpful. Thank you, Ace. The echo of your footsteps seems to get further away 
as the hall you're traveling through seems to open up. And in the distance, you can hear the loud, crashing sound of rushing water. As you proceed further, you find that the cave opens up, so far that the ceiling is well beyond the reach of your light, and soon, too, the floor beneath your feet. This cave has turned into a diagonal scar cut into the heart of the mountain, and the footsteps are now muffled by the sound of rushing water, which seems to be coming from all around, but is certainly crashing beneath you. That looks like a very long fall down. Oh, I see. This is not where we want to be. <laughs> Actually, it is right this way. And you maneuver your light, uh, attempting to survey the area, and you notice that the fall is indeed further than your light can illuminate. And the path gestured to by Soren is a slight ridge hugging the left side of the cavern. Okay. Can we stop with the ridges and the very unsafe, treacherous pathways? Who thought this was a good idea? This is the last one we shall have to cross. How, how wide is it? Uh, this is only about eight inches, but that isn't really the uh, tricky part. As you can see, all across the entirety of the pathway, there is a slight overhang above which a waterfall is rushing down before plummeting deeper into the abyss below your feet. <laughs> Please, I want this to be done and over with. Ace, this was your idea. If I die, it is my fault. I cannot blame you, legendary hero. And you see, as Soren seems to walk forward and glide across the edge without any issue, and begins making his way at a leisurely stroll further into the cave. S seems to be waiting and looking back towards you to make sure that you will be okay. Do you know? He is a cat. He is not a vampire. He is a cat. She nervously begins to take a step forward. I'm going to need to roll for balancing because that is a you, narrow you, surface. You do indeed need to roll in acrobatics. <gasps> I have nothing in acrobatics. It's an 18. Turning your body sideways and walking with your back to the left of the wall in the cave, begin taking your time against this thin cliff. Inching your way forward, you begin to cross the cold, wet limestone surface as water seems to drip through the small holes that have formed in the overhang above you. Though you are cautious and very deliberate about your movements, eventually your foot comes down on uneven loose stone and slips from underneath you. Oh my god, I'm going to die. No. Yes. No, you'll be fat. What do you mean? This is the end of all death, everybody. Me and my 54 HP. Can't. I can't believe an 18 fail. To be fair, it's a, it's a thin ridge, about four inches in width, and it's slippery and wet, and it's dark. She she doesn't like heights either. She does, no, you were very nervous and like shaky going into it. I can understand. You're right. You're right. You begin tumbling down your feet beneath you, but eventually you come to a very sudden <laughs> and jarring halt. What the hell is going on? I'm going to... Am I dead? This is heaven. This is hell. Now surrounded in a pitch black abyss, you can barely make out a figure holding you and the stalagmites, which you almost fell into, and the crashing water beneath you as well. <laughs> it was so high. Why is this here? Who thought of this dead trap? I'm very sorry for the circumstances. You hear as the individual holding you speaks up. 
It appears as if he caught you and is currently bracing himself between two stalagmites as a coursing river rushes underneath you. <laughs> All right, well, please give me back up. I do not like this. Give me but a moment. And it seems as if his muscles tense, and eventually he does leap from his position, but towards the opposite wall, 30 feet across this river, before you hear the sound of almost metal, but something digging deep and clawing into the stone, and you're almost affixed onto this cavern wall side, 15 feet higher than where you were before, and then he leaps once more to a safe landing on the other side of the ridge. Okay, is she, like, dangling his arms, or was she able to adjust to grab on better? Uh, you were able to wrap your arms around his neck. Okay, so she's still holding that, like, again, cat-like tension. Oh, yeah. Dios mio. I'm very sorry for the circumstances. Uh, it is meant for safety for the people so that no one can merely stumble in. Yeah, 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 okay, okay, all right, all right. She slowly starts loosening her grip. She looks him in the eyes. She's still up there. Gracias, senor. And she grabs his face and kisses him and then leans back. He blinks twice and kind of just picks you up from the waist and just sets you down and pats you. There, there, uh, is all right. There's no need for such signs of defection. He seems very uncomfortable. My heart is all a pitter-patter. S runs up and starts patting you down. Are you all right? I don't know what just happened. Why? Why was it my first instinct? What the heck? What happened? Oh, yes. Legendary hero. It was amazing. I fell. I almost died. And then I was grabbed. And then just the reaction and the feeling. It was like in those movies, you know? Uh, where the, the, the female lead, she falls and the male lead grabs her and... They share a kiss which strengthens a bond of their attachment and win. Yes, all this stuff happens. Okay, as long as you're all right. That was quite legendary, though. That was pretty epic, I must say. I could have caught you. Soren is kind of just dusting himself off and, like, straightens his necklace, kind of adjusts himself, tucks in his shirt a little bit more, and it's like, oh, dude. Right this way. Quite legendary. She looks quizzically, confused, not sure how to feel at this moment. She'll follow after him. This same cavernous diagonal crag has a much wider path on this side of the waterfall, but it does seem to be turning ever so slightly to the right, almost curving until eventually, as you follow it, it makes an entire 180-degree turn. And now you can fully see the cascading waterfall you just walked beneath. This waterfall is now on your right-hand side as you've almost completely turned around, and the cave wall is still to your left. Though you see, there is a large abyss between the two. But before you now stands a carved-out segment of this wall which forms a limestone staircase seeming to ascend and curve and approach the waterfall, at the top of which you see a very faint white glow. What the heck is that? Detect the magic. You detect no magical signatures. It seems as if this light source must be natural. Uh, all right. Yes, 
you go on ahead, I will follow after you. It seems as if Soren is walking up the staircase, and then S does too, but as he walks up, he kind of does a double take every now and again to make sure that you're still there and safe and okay. <laughs> no, she hasn't fled, don't worry. And you ascend the staircase, though with hesitation, but luckily no interruption or treacherous footing. Somewhat suspicious, but eager nonetheless to investigate that which lies before you. You come to the top of this very long staircase and round the bend of the stone stairs, which is now having you face the top of the waterfall. And before you is a straight path with a blinding white light on the other side. Huh. All right. She'll follow and continue onward. You walk across this thin limestone bridge towards the waterfall, and eventually your eyes adjust to take in what is on the other side. It appears as if sunlight is beaming down from above. There's a large, naturally formed karst. It seems that there's been a sinkhole exposing the underground cave network to natural light in the sky some 300 feet above. This is a massive circular cave with tall vertical walls which gradually slope inwards to form a dome. Though there are imperfections which form holes all across the top of the dome which lead straight to the surface above. Vines tumble down from skylights above, as do birds seem to fly in. The exposure to this natural sunlight has allowed plant life to grow, and grow it has indeed, as there appears to be a large garden, and where you are standing is at the edge of a lake. This is the lake which tumbles down into the waterfall below you, but before you is a large underground ecosystem. Did we just travel to the center of the earth? Because honestly, without, without it walking, I wouldn't be surprised. I think there was a book about this once. Yes, it is a book, yes. It's called Journey to the Center of the Earth. It is a very famous book. It is actually, in my mind, on the same par as Don Quixote. Wow, that's high praise. It is high praise, yes. But also, yes, did, did we not come here at night? Why is there a sun? In the sky. How long have we been walking? I don't know, but I don't think it's been that long. I'm very confused. Hey, Soren! Yes? Yes, very attractive man. Um, why is the sun out? Due to the location of the karst and the agreement found with the Queen Rimadol herself, there are some unique natural weather phenomenons which are exclusive to this very remote location. You mean like the sun is out at all times? There are hours in which there are darkness, but this is a location where the moon never shines. Wait, didn't I say this earlier? Did I or did I not say something earlier about the moon not being visible? Yeah, you called it. What the heck? You lied to me, Soren. I am disappointed. Soren begins walking, seemingly on water, across this lake to the nearby village. And he turns back and looks at you and gestures for you to come. It is a very specific path that we must walk, I'm assuming. Just follow exactly where he walked. That is very hard. I wasn't paying much attention. I don't try, though. All right, roll acrobatics. It's a five total. You were not paying attention, and on your first step, you 
feel your foot immediately plunge almost knee-deep into water before S grabs your arm and pulls you back up. I was just tasting the water. It's cold. How about you let me try? I'll let you know he also rolled a two. <laughs> but, his but he has points in acrobatics. You see him very cautiously and unsteadily place his foot in front of him and tap the surface of the water until eventually he finds an invisible pathway resting just below the base water level of the lake. And he offers his hand to you. Ah, what a good legendary hero. She takes his hand and starts following after. And you begin crossing this invisible path across the lake onto the other side where there's dirt, grass, trees, plants, vines, birds, animals, houses, and people. As I mentioned, it's it's own underground ecosystem, all housed within this karst. Okay, so cool. It, it looks very nice as... Is there anything you wanted to see here specifically? There's space. It is underground, but there is a sun. We haven't seen any people yet. Fine, we shall go see the people. That is pretty good for the legendary hero. You're right. And at which point you begin following Soren further into town. At which point, there are numerous individuals who take notice of you and seem overjoyed to see Soren and equally as excited to see new people. As Soren guides you to the center of the town where there is a small clearing of grass and a large maypole at the center, there are numerous houses encircling this location and from them emerge numerous individuals. Well, you wish to see the Rimidolvian werewolf village. So, here it is. And he gestures all around him as you see numerous individuals out in the open, gardening, painting, playing games. Though most of them at this point are beginning to gather around the center of town, intrigued by their new visitors. Well, Soren, when you said people could garden and do random things, you really meant it quite literally. It looks very nice here. Ace, there are people. Look at the people, Ace. They seem so... Yes. Mm -hmm. There is a home. He says, mm -hmm. Well, take your time. Explore. I am your guide, but you are more than welcome to find your own way and experience the village at your own pace. Hmm. All right. Well, Ace... It is up to you. We can follow after the handsome Soren, or we can continue, I guess, walking around and talking to people. I'm gonna go do some exploring. Oh, legendary hero, you've grown so much. You're making your own jokes now. Odette follows after Soren. Okay. And he seems to be walking around and greeting some of the individuals who have come out of their homes. Soren, are you a cat? No, I am not a cat. I just had to ask. This is kind of suspicious. Why are you in charge of this place? Is there a reason for it? As I mentioned earlier outside, it is because I am the one who bargained for these conditions. You bargained for the conditions. You know, and putting two, two and two together. Dose, dose. 
Oh, you oh, that makes things so awkward. You are a werewolf. Oh, that makes so much sense now. Yes. He just nods. I mean, based upon your good looks, I thought you might have been a vampire, but I, clearly I am mistaken. Well, if you would, uh, I have numerous individuals I would like to catch up with. That is fine. She continues following him. And it seems as if uh, he goes off and starts talking with numerous individuals. There is... Do you want me to list all of them off? No, it's fine. Okay, yeah. And you just kind of follow him around as he talks to the people of the town. And you do note that there are numerous children playing in the garden. <laughs> oh, that sort of muses out loud to Indiana in Draconic. You know, if there are children playing somewhere, it is a healthy place. And you know what? In Lunka, there were barely any children. They weren't even playing. That's true. Yes, very unhealthy. Clearly, this place is much better. This is a much better place. We, I don't I don't know. We what should just forcibly kidnap everyone and bring them here against their will because it's better for them. I mean, that sounds like a reasonable thought process. It would be like, I mean, they're just NPCs. So we just move them from one location to another and bada bing, bada boom, as they say in that movie. Uh, it would be better for them. I found something. She messages back. What did you find, legendary hero? I need your assistance. My assistance? Okay, where are you? On the other side of the settlement, there is a waterfall cascading from one of the sinkholes. Meet me there. Which waterfall? Wait, there's multiple? You can see that what he's referring to, there appears to be one stream of water which is cascading down on a large waterfall emanating from the ceiling above. And it seems to be on the opposite side of this very large karst. Okay. She'll begin making her way over there. Hey, Soren, I'm sorry. I have to go and meet with my legendary hero. He has something he needs to show me. Very well. Take your time. And you see S is once again standing on top of water. There's another invisible bridge. Okay. And yes... About the bridge. What What about it? Come this way. Oh, okay. She'll start making her way. Unsteadily, you are able to find this invisible path obscured under the surface of the water. And you begin walking towards him. And at some point, he takes your hand and begins leading you as it seems to wrap and curve around the waterfall. And you get a message. Look. I, what am I looking at here exactly? And it seems as if it's the stone wall. Detect magic. You can detect a very moderate aura of magic. Uh, Nadrakana? Sure. 23. It's strange, but it seems as if there is a combination of continuous magical effects active at the exact same spot. Both evocation and illusion magic exist in tandem working together at this very location. I'm going to assume that this is some sort of block of the actual entrance. More than likely. What about it? Shouldn't we investigate it? I mean, if you would like to, legendary hero, I will follow you every lead. So how do we get past it? You might need a very strong dispel magic. Or, uh, your ability to walk through objects that are magical, I guess. Yes, you could probably do it. Can't you? Don't you have your, uh... What is this stuff that you do? But I 
can't take you with me. That's okay. I can wait here. Okay. And, you see, he vanishes. Odette, not really having anything to do out here, sort of looks around awkwardly, and then she kind of begins making her way back towards the uh, village settlement thing and looks for Soren. You definitely do see him. Uh, it takes you a few moments to find him, uh, and he is just chatting with one of the villagers. Oh, Senor Soren, sir! Uh, he doubles back and kind of glances over in your direction. Ah, yes, Odette. How can they help you? Oh, it is good to see you again. Uh, so, me and my legendary hero, we were just taking a look around the area. Uh, I had a question, though. Sure. What is it? Uh, well... Sirke, if you could give me a moment, I will be happy to chat about your radishes more in good time. I will be back momentarily. And he kind of just nods to an somewhat elderly gentleman and then begins walking over to you. Okay. Oh, so the first question I had was, do you... What is, no, hold on. I'm getting myself distracted in my own head. Hold on. Let me... And me as the player just had a different thoughts. I thought okay. you were going to ask, do you have a wife? Oh, no, I was about to ask, do you have a mate? But I was like, that's not the right time. Fine, I'll start. Yo, no, the first topic that is on my mind, do you have a mate? I wish he was drinking something so he could do a spit take. He just seems um, staggered by the brazen question. And are you looking for one? <coughs> oh, <coughs> Uh, I am generally very preoccupied with my work. I have not had a chance to settle down and raise a family, nor would I be looking to in the foreseeable future. Interesting. Well, let's see. Depending on how this raid goes, there might be females there that would be good prime mating material. Uh, beside the point, I don't know where that came from. It was just in the top of my brain. Ah, the next question I had. Uh, so you said that all of the dangerous paths that we took, they were to keep people from wandering in. But what about getting out? It is also for the safety of those inside. Those who see a treacherous path before them are less likely to leave their hospitable accommodations. Oh, I see. So do they know that they are here, or at least the deal that is going on? They are aware that life here is easy and resources are provided. And for such accommodations, they must sacrifice. Okay, so that's probably a no. All right, so we'll have to do some brainwashing as well. Oh, ew, hmm. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Uh, my compatriot is currently exploring behind a giant rock wall. Eh. Uh... <sighs> Very well. I was hoping that I could give you a tour, but you seemed interested in wandering on your own. So I suppose this was inevitable. Yes, he can just walk through walls. It's kind of problematic for me, but it's fine. Uh, but I already know. That is probably where you are keeping the feeders, if I'm not mistaken. That is where the donation process takes place. But I assure you, it is quite hospitable and they are made quite comfortable. Those who are there do not even recognize the passage of time or feel any discomfort. Interesting. Okay, and so how old do they have to be to donate? 
Generally, we like for them to be of the age of consensus, anywhere between 16 to 18 before they begin giving blood. Ah, I see. So that is also the age of consent in most cultures, all right? And that makes sense. And, uh, yeah, that's about it for me. Uh, all right, Soren, I will try to find you a mate at some point in the future, uh, but that is beside the point. Not necessary. I can take care of these things for myself. I do hope you enjoy the village and get to meet some of the people. Nonsense. Don't worry. Uh, when we go on this raid, we will see what we can find. All right. And she'll turn around and just wait until she gets a message from S. And eventually, you do. Dot, dot, dot. There are numerous unconscious bodies hooked up to tubes. It seems as if they're draining them of their blood, and it's slowly pulling and collecting in a large vat and numerous perils. She messages back, Yes, yes, we were aware that these are feeders and that they take their blood. But they said it is a donation they have to make for living here. So it's probably some people who get their blood drained and then they get brought back and then they keep the cycle up. They said seven years. I mean, I guess they seem comfortable. And you receive an image. And it seems as if you took a picture. And you just see rows of unconscious bodies lied down in caskets from which tubes are protruding out of the side and there's a constant stream of blood being drained from them okay Ace, i don't understand what do you want me to do do you want to help these people i mean it doesn't really matter they're npcs the point is we are supposed to solve the problem between the werewolves legendary hero it is up to you but in my opinion we might be just getting too involved we are rather involved, but the queen did mention that there would be a reward. And, as you mentioned, they are just NPCs. Yes, so I mean, I don't see a problem with it. Besides, if they have an increased number of people, werewolves, that means that there will be fewer times they might have to be drained of anything. I mean, they don't drain them until that, at least. I was just making sure you were comfortable with it before we proceeded. Legendary hero, I am comfortable with whatever you want to do. Then, the quickest way would be to proceed forward. Agreed. And with that, you've finished up your survey of the Rimadolvian werewolf settlement as everything seems perfectly pleasant and to your standards of expectation. You manage to head back to Castle Rimadolv for the evening. You teleport up there. It's significantly safer. And we can teleport when we're underground or technically in a dungeon? Apparently, this does not classify as either underground or dungeon. It actually classifies as a new settlement, which you could teleport to in the future. And from there, you rest during the same evening that Greg was quite awake. And we pick back up with him the following morning. After yet another evening of a loss of consciousness, Greg, you awaken in a very similar set of circumstances to the previous morning. You were in a small, relatively empty wooden cottage with a singular window and single door. You are lying on a small, single-sized bed with a nightstand adjacent to you. And off in the corner to your left is Jerry, sitting and anxiously waiting for your beckoning call. Until your right-hand corner, 
thankfully the mayor is not sitting there, but there is a chair with something on top of it. It seems small. Oh, J- Jerry! Me! Oh, thank God you're alive. Jerry uh, eagerly jumps up on the bed and begins licking your face. Ah, uh, oh my God. Jerry, what is, what is that? You do smell something, but it smells like berries. Okay. Somebody didn't take a look at your diet list. You know berries make you gassy. I was yeah. thinking about rolling perceptions, sure. see what's in that chair. That, that works, yeah. Could be anything. Could be a mimic. Could be a goblin. Who knows? 26. Uh, you groggily wipe the sleep out of your eyes and focus on the object resting in the chair. And you see that there is a small pie on a plate, underneath of which there's a small piece of paper that is sticking out. Though both the pie and the paper do seem to have a few small goat-sized bites taken out of them. Ah, uh, well, I would have shared this pie with you anyway. I can't be mad at that. Uh, what does the note say? I'll get up and check it. Getting up out of bed, you find that you're in different clothing, but very similar to the same white silk gown that you were in the previous evening. Oh, I don't know how I feel about people keep changing my clothes. And you see the note is written in very elegant, cursive handwriting, and it reads as follows. Dear Greg, I hope all finds you well this morning. This pastry here was given to me for you as a token of appreciation from the Carmenata family for saving their daughter yesterday. I'm sorry that you could not receive a more welcoming introduction to... And a part of it's bitten off. Jerry, what have I told you about eating my letters? It continues. Nonetheless, we are more than pleased to have you. However, I would like to... And it's bitten off once more. Jerry! Uh, Greg will open Jerry's mouth. Just you got in there? Oh my gosh! Jerry, you can't be eating Daddy's papers! Food is for eating. You're allowed to eat that pie, not this wiggly stuff. Please meet me at my estate, as I would love to discuss. And there, again, it seems as if it has been cut off. Oh my gosh, Jerry. Sincerely, Mayor Lupo Vasile. Oh, now I don't know what he's wanting to discuss. Either way, Greg will pull up his messages and message the uh, Guildhall group chat. If somebody doesn't come and get me from this werewolf town ASAP with my stuff, I, I might die. Well... I don't know, but all I do know is that Odette and S were out very late together last night. They went off somewhere with a third individual, another male, and they did not return until like three or four in the morning. They were very wet and very exhausted. Oh, tea. Um. However, I do believe that they have your stuff and are currently resting. Re- resting where? Why do they have my stuff? Oh, wait. Oh, never mind. Oh, dear God, that. Well, you complained previously that no one was going to bring it to you, so then I think S went back to the guild hall and picked it up, and then he toilet-ported to come back to the castle to meet up with everyone. Is there anybody who can 
I don't know if I can leave on my own. There's like a weird mental block. Um, but if somebody could like, you know, grab me, punch me, make me pass out, and then take me to the guild hall, tie me up in the basement, that'd probably be the safest option. Oh my god, can everyone please stop messaging in the group chat? Oh, hi, Greg. It is good to hear from you. <laughs> you get like this half-smile, thumbs-up emoji. Good to hear from you, too. Um, I'm not dead yet, but I might be very soon. Do you have my stuff? Uh, Ace has it. I believe he is asleep. I can maybe get him. Uh, ha, Ace yeah. is for sleep. Ace is also for very exploration, as he said. One. Yes. Uh, also, additionally, we are planning on attacking the werewolf village and wiping them out and possibly taking the rest as health. Whoever survives is hostages. Well, that sounds like a good idea to me. Honestly, they've been very welcoming, but it's all kind of creepy. And also, there was like a cult ritual last night I couldn't escape. And I think I might have eaten raw meat, which is, I mean, I'm okay with meat, but I'm pretty sure they had just livestock there. And I blacked out, and I woke up in different clothes. I don't know if I've been assaulted or whatever. I don't like it here. Oh, sounds like you went on a trip of some kind. I hope you had fun. Uh, anyway, uh, Greg, I will make sure that Ace comes there immediately. Hold on one second. Um, Greg will mention, since you mentioned wanting to attack the village, um, he mentioned uh, where the location of that silver pit is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, that is very helpful, Greg. Thank you. Uh, additionally, we are looking into uh, how to remove your lycanthropy. They said there would be a very painful way of doing it. Uh, killing you is an option, but would make it worse. I'd rather not die. Um, no, no. Killing him would make it easier. She said it would make it worse. More painful. No, 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 no. Not killing him would make it more painful. Well, either way. Uh, okay, Greg, that is good to know. We are going to probably be raiding that place and... Ah, oh, crap. Oh, uh, hold on, let me ask Ace. Oh, that cousin asks Ace, waking him up. She doesn't care where oh. he is. Oh, you can't find him. <gasps> Ace! And you were screaming, running through Castle Rimadolf, attempting to locate your legendary hero. Though, Greg, no one seems to be able to locate him or get to you your stuff for at least a decent while. Greg, I'm sorry, I cannot find this. I will work on it, and I'm going to have, to have a conversation with him about abandoning me. It is a problem. Uh, beside that point, uh, Greg, while you're there, maybe you can gather some information on weaknesses in the village. Uh, the, the attack will be occurring uh, in a few days, I think, is what we agreed upon. How many days are left? I don't know. Oh my gosh, I'm like a double spy. This would... From terrifying to kind of cool, really quick. I've always wanted to be a spy. Wait, if you're a double spy, does that mean you're feeding them information about us? N no. I mean, they had like an, an acceptance ritual last night. And so, um, well, I'm like one of them now. So that um, just makes you a spy. Oh, what if I put on two spy masks? <laughs> I don't know. I think only if you tell them information about us. Like, if you were to tell them that we are going to attack their village, that would be you being a double agent. Yeah, don't don't worry about that. Oh, wait, I have Jerry with me. That's a double spy. Me? It, I'll, I'll drop it. Don't, don't I'll, worry I'll, about I'll, it, Greg. I understand. Also, uh, anybody that survives will be taken to the underground settlement location. It's really cool looking, and they will be used as feeders, but they have a freedom of choice to do. They, if they want to 
to be garden baking garden, apparently. You give this immensely terrible explanation of it, but you are very proud of yourself. Oh, well, gardening does appease the soul. I'll speak from experience. All right, Greg, this is Odette signing off. I'm going to go bathe. So would you just wait to get your stuff, or would you go out about the town to either explore and maybe get some more information, or even, perhaps, meet up with the mayor, as he has requested to talk with you? I will message the, the group chat once more. Um, just shoot me a message before you come over. That way I can make sure I'm in a situation where we would be able to leave quickly. Ha! Huh. In the meantime, I'll gather intel. And with that, Greg is off. You exit your small wooden cottage, and where do you go? Greg thinks to himself, Ooh, this is what S feels like doing reconnaissance. Um, he will head to the mayor's estate. Not knowing where it is, he will find the nearest person. Show them the letter that has been somewhat bitten quickly and briefly and say, oh, I was wondering if you knew where the mayor's house was. I think he wants to have tea or something. Oh, yes, it's uh, up on the hill. And you notice that there is a large fenced-in property with a multi-storied Tudor house at the center of town. Hmm, that's not classless. Craig will continue towards the house. And you make your way up the cobbled pathway until you reach the metal fence. You notice, just beyond it, there's a beautiful stone path through a garden inside, lining the edges of a beautiful property. You have to head a bit further up the road before getting to the main entrance gate, and as you approach, you get a very good view of this large three-story Tudor manor. And off to the side of this large house, you can see what you can only assume to be either the servant's quarters or an outhouse, because it's barely larger than a shed. Dude's even got a trellis. Jeez. Upon reaching the front gate, you notice that while it does have a latch and lock, it is neither. Instead, it is left slightly ajar. Jerry, don't eat the grass. They say it's green on nah. the other side. It's the same grass. Don't eat it. Jerry seems to process your words and takes a bite of the grass on this side of the fence and a bite of the grass on the other side of the fence. Greg watches with his hands on his hips. And the goat seemingly understands. Ah, ha, ha. You're very funny. You keep things lighthearted. I appreciate you. Let's go. And the pair of you begin heading to the front door of the manor, where you have to make your way down a paved path and up a few stone slab stairs onto a covered stoop. You're at the front door. Uh, is there like a knocker on the door? Oh, there is a knocker. I will knock the knocker. Knock, 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 knock. Knock, knock. For a long while, there is no answer. And you're just left standing there. Did the letter specify time? It did not. Ah, Jerry, you must have eaten the part where he specified which time we were supposed to meet up. He could be doing his laundry or something. His dirty laundry. So, you're at the stoop of his house. What do you do? No one has come to answer the door. I check to see if the door is open. You reach, jiggling the handle, and notice that it is indeed unlocked. Greg will... Send one final message. I think I might be going into a trap, but I'm aware I'm going into a trap, so it's not really a trap. Oh, that's like me when I chugged the entire bottle of Pepto-Bismol. I knew it was a bad idea, so I was prepared. You never cease to amaze me, Grendel. I can't tell if that's a good thing or not. 
and Greg will walk in. Uh, hello, Mr. Uh, Mayor Vasilis. Um, I'm here for a meeting. I didn't quite catch all the details in your letter. Jerry may have eaten some of the important bits. You peek in to see a very large but empty foyer with very ample space leading into the depth of the house. Your voice echoes, carries, past a set of two large spiraling staircases. Underneath is a wide opening leading back to a large dining area, though it seems as if no one is seated there. The walls are lined with paintings. You don't hear a response, but you do hear a faint feminine humming. Wow. It reminds me a bit of my house. Just a little bit smaller. Uh, hello? Ooh. My name is Greg. Oh, pardon me. The name is uh, Vittoria. And you see a pleasantly plump woman with rosy cheeks and gentle brown eyes come from around the corner. She seems to be carrying a tray. She has a big smile on her face, and she wears a maroon frock and white apron. She keeps her brown but graying hair in a tight bun and smiles as she greets you. Oh, uh, are you the mayor's uh, wife? Oh, no, uh, I'm someone who enjoys cooking, so I tend to make him breakfast. Oh, I enjoy cooking as well. Would you like some breakfast? Well, um, what is the breakfast? Uh, you notice that it seems to be mostly comprised of mixed fruit and a few slices of toast. Uh, he will grab a fruit for him and Jerry. Appreciate it. It seems, uh, bountiful. Locally grown? Oh, indeed. We collect it from around the area. Um, so is the, the mayor here? I, I got a letter from him telling me he wanted to meet up at his place. Mm, yes, he's probably still in his quarters. Would you mind showing me where that is, or should I wait down sure, here? Sure, not a problem. And she seems to walk past you outside. Oh. Okay. Um, he will follow behind. And she seems to very quickly, but determinedly, but not too urgently, kind of begin walking back around the house and heads back to the small shed, which you saw earlier. And she knocks on the door. Mayor? And indeed, you see the door opens. And there is the mayor, wearing his standard sackcloth small cap and lack of shoes. Ah, good morning, Vittoria. Gregory, a pleasant surprise. Actually, it's just Greg. Um, but I appreciate the attempted at formalities, um, Mr. Mayor. So you, you said you, you needed me for something, but I didn't quite get the important bits of the letter because um, somebody ate them. Very well, please. Come in. Take a seat. And he gestures to the inside of this very small shed. Okay, um, I appreciate it, but I'll just sit on the seat. You can keep it. I don't have to take it. Uh, it seems as if he's sitting on a, a very small cot, and he's gesturing uh, at a wooden chair where you can take a seat at a desk, as those are the only contents in this very small 8 by 10 room. Cozy little place you got here. Nah. Yes. Well, Vittoria, please, take time for yourself. Though I am appreciative, there is no need to make me breakfast. Oh, well, 
is something I enjoy doing. Have a wonderful day, Maya. And she scurries off. You should accept people's kindness more often, Mr. Mayor. As my grandma always used to say, don't rob me of a blessing. I'd like to do this stuff for you. Indeed. Hence is why, Vittoria, uh, I greatly accept her making me breakfast in the mornings. And the people made me that house. And he kind of glares off in the distance. Though I prefer the simpler things to live as they would without the entrappings of material possessions. Oh, okay. I, I, I can I can understand that. Um, so, um, pleasantries aside, what, 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 what did you uh, want to see me for? Well, first off, I wanted to apologize for the previous night's proceedings. Some of the individuals are skeptical. But I have assured them that you mean no ill will, and that you are having growing pains. Ah. I feel as your actions have spoke volumes of your character and your kindness, as you saved Marcella the other evening. Well, I couldn't just very well leave it there. I am so greatly appreciative and I do hope you appreciated the token which was left for you. Uh, oh, the pie, yes. Um, it was delicious. I'm not quick to anger or anything. Uh, so, you know, we just be bygones and bygones. That is very good to hear. Control of one's emotions, you will find, is significantly harder once you are granted the blessing. Which is also why I wanted to bring you here today. I was not able to give you a very proper introduction to the town. And I feel as if Tazio may have failed me in some ways. This estate here is open to the public. Whilst they meant it to be a private dwelling for myself, I have opened it and all of its facilities to the people. There is a large and expansive library, a dining hall, a bathhouse, and an upward garden. You can even receive free medical treatment here. So, um, if, why do you hold your, um, meetings in a barn, then? If you've got this nice place to host activities and events, you know? Some of the people who are new their transformations can get a little rambunctious. Originally, we tried hosting them on the estate, but some townsfolk were dissatisfied by the amount of repairs that were necessary. You get newcomers often? We have grown significantly in the past few years, almost doubling in population. Oh. I'm... Quick question, I was wondering. Uh, you know how Marcella got stuck in that, um, anti-werewolf pit? I was just wondering what that's doing so close to the town. That is an unfortunate set of circumstances. There was a very disgruntled individual who had misconceptions of our town. 
in a dissatisfied burst of rage, created facilities very harmful to the population. It is something we have for a while wished to disassemble, but have not had a proper means of addressing. I mean, it's a pit. You don't disassemble it, you just fill it in. There are certain items of value down there, which a number of townspeople have expressed interest in. Some possessions belonging to them, which were wrongfully acquiesced by this individual. Buried treasure? I could probably help retrieve some of those. I mean, I know I'm new in all, but I got a few few nifty tricks up my sleeve. Again, your charity and kindness knows no bounds. (laughs) As I assured the townspeople, I'm quite certain that your addition shall be immensely beneficial to the community, its preservation, and its welfare. That is why we have been able to grow so rapidly. We offer an escape from the hardships of life and the sense of community and belonging. You guys sure do have a sense of community. Um, was there anything you wanted to talk about with me? I wanted to make sure that you are satisfied with your circumstances. I know it can be a lot to take in. Most of the time, it is not as we imagined our life to be. But perhaps, these things happen for a reason. And we can make the best of our circumstances. Oh, well, um, I'm satisfied with these clothes, yeah. I'm, I'm, wool is so itchy on me. It's nice of you guys to be accommodating. I, I, I was actually wondering, um, if I'm going to go down in that pit to um, help you look for your stuff, I was wondering if you might have any, uh, you know, like magic items or health potions that would might maybe help me out. We have some medicinal herbs with restorative properties, but you will find that the blessing bestowed upon us does grant us specific qualities and benefits. And he'll actually uh, take the knife which he was using to butter his toast. And he'll show you by slicing his palm. Uh, oh my gosh, uh, you really shouldn't do that. Is uh, Are you okay? But after cleaning it with a sackcloth rag and wiping away the little bit of blood which dripped from it, you notice that it is already healed and didn't even leave a scar. Um, wasn't that painful? There are many experiences in life which have caused discomfort. Over time, you will learn to be unfazed. I think when your hands cut open, you should be phased, but that's just a personal opinion, I guess. You'll also find that you have increased tolerance to pain, as well as strength, endurance, scent. The blessings bestowed upon us by Lycanon are numerous. You need only time to adapt and learn in the ways, which is something we offer. That is fantastic. Yeah, the, the blessing's great. All the uh, enhanced uh, healing and everything. Uh, but I do need gear if I'm planning on going on a retrieval mission. 
Uh, Do you have like a, a bow and arrow lying around somewhere? There should be no need for any weaponry, though. I could maybe get you some repelling gear to be able to go down without touching the walls and various other things to help you carry them back. Additionally, if interested, you may find that a hybrid state could be beneficial if you are in need of more natural defenses. It is a mixture of our inner beast within combined with our humanity. It is something you can learn to control, much like you can, after much experience and practice, maintain your consciousness in any form you reside in. It is something which I specialize in and attempt to teach all of the new individuals. At first, they can feel as if your life is stolen from you, but in reality, you are simply given new opportunities. Well, uh, I think I'm going to take this opportunity to um, uh, see myself out and, you know, well, I guess it bond with the town more. Very well. If that is what you wish, I have spoken with Yaskir. I'm very sorry for his outlash. He is one of the individuals who struggles with emotional control. Ah, uh, yeah, he said he got transferred to that job recently. Change can stress people out. I, I understand. If you would like, you can stop there. And there are numerous items which may benefit you if you do decide to go further and delve into the pit in an attempt to retrieve various items. I will um, thank the mayor for his time and start heading back the way I came. Sure. As you exit the estate and you're actually walking to the center of town, you hear very fast footsteps, and eventually you feel a thud against your leg. Mr. Greg! I'm so glad to see you! Oh, hi, Priscilla! How are you doing today? Well, I'm a bit disoriented, but all in all, just fine. Mm, Is there anything I can help with? You're my new best friend. That's very sweet. But your best friends should probably be somewhere around your age, or else... Mm, aren't you? How old are you? I am, uh... I'm, I'm 33. Mm, three's not that old. I'm this many. That's very sweet. Um, you know what? A, a, a good girl would probably go home and see if there's anything they can help their parents with. They kicked me out of the house. They said that I was being very distracting and annoying and that I tried to attack the cat. It wasn't very good. I I think I'm good, but I'll let you know if I, I need your help. Um, Just uh, stay safe, you know? All right. Can we play with the ball later? Sure. I'll oh. even let Jerry play with us. <gasps> oh, my gosh. He's so cute. I just want to snuggle up and numb on him. Uh, well, don't, don't, I wouldn't chew on his horns if I would, oh, don't. He might do it back. And you see as Jerry is actually gnawing on her clothing a little. Uh, uh, all right, all right. Greg will separate the two. Um, okay, well, I hope you have a great day. I look forward to seeing you again. That is so sweet. Thank you. Greg thinks to himself, dang, I, I really hope she doesn't get killed when my party comes in. <laughs> to the town. 
So I'll start heading back to my cabin. Sure. I grab the pie. Mm, yeah. And I'll start heading to uh, Yaskier's place. Mm, okay. It's a peace offering. Very nice. So you're gonna give him the pie with goat butts taken out of it? No, no, no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut those pieces out. Like okay. I had a piece of the pie. Nice, nice. So you're gonna hand him a partially eaten pie? I'm gonna hand him a slice of pie. There we go. Okay. And offer like to it. share the rest. I like it. Okay. So you begin making your way to the blacksmith shop, and indeed you hear once again the hammering of metal towards the back of the shop. All right, Greg, you can do this. Just be Greg. We got this. And I will walk in slowly mm-hmm. as to not alarm him. Mm-hmm. You're scared? Are you here? Ah, uh, yes. Where else would I be? I have an apology pie. Uh, good morning, Greg. How are you? I'm doing all right. I must apologize to you as well. I have been very short-tempered as of lately, and I do believe that it may have gotten the best of me. Ah, uh, it's okay. I just, I, I thought I saw something. I, I didn't, you know. These new senses and everything, heightened senses, are kind of like disorienting for me. Ah, yes, I agree. It can be very overwhelming at first, and I did not think my actions were too rash considering our healing factor. Uh, we generally undergo significantly worse injuries and heal them off quite quickly. Ah, yeah. I, I wasn't aware of that fact, yeah. I'm, I'm a total uh, noob, as they would say. So, is there something I can help you out with today? I will hand him the piece of pie. Ah, yes. Demania's famous pies. They're renowned throughout the town. Thank you, Gregory. Oh, well... Maybe you can help me polish it off. I don't know how they expected me to eat a whole pie by myself. Oh, not a problem. This gut has handled much larger. All right, can I can I do this with diplomacy to... He affect- seems as if his mood has already improved due to your conversation and the aforementioned conversation that the mayor had with him. Um, I was wondering if you maybe had any uh, um, adventuring gear. I've, I have a oh. task from the mayor. Oh. Yes, I'm going to need... Uh, some, like maybe a, a, a bow, if you have oh, it. A bow? Oh, what did he ask you with? That sounds very odd. Uh, retrieving the um, the belongings of the people in that silver pit I found. Oh, that emplasted infernal pit. Yes. Oh, no, 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 no. I have exactly what you will need. Come follow me. I want a bow. Notice how uh, hesitant they are to arm the populace. The uh, signs of a corrupt government. Uh, well, also, you do have to understand that literally everyone has natural weapons and claws and teeth. Has Odette been able to find any traces of S, FYI, just for me? Roll a perception check for me. 26. Eventually, you were able to successfully find him as he wasn't responding to any of his messages. You noticed that he actually put himself on do not disturb. But you did find him sleeping on the roof. How did I get? How did she get there? No, 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 you didn't get there. You just spotted him from the courtyard as he was sleeping on the roof. You also had Indiana fly around, and he pointed out that he thought he saw something, which drew your attention. There is a black speck over there. It's either missing a shingle or it's a very short person. Go bite him really quick. Ah, num. Ow! He has very good reflexes. And you are eventually able to reconvene with S. All right, so you, uh... Follow Yaskir? Mm-hmm. 
and you make your way back into his blacksmith shop, which you had been in the previous day. But he does seem to have a few things already laid out on the table. The mayor uh, mentioned you may be needing some things. So, I have just the gear you need. You're probably going to need more proper clothes. Yes. Ah, oh, yeah, that would be uh, appreciated, you know. Wonderful. So, we have um, some tanned leather uh, here for you. Uh, some nice loose trousers, a good shirt, but you can put a leather over top for some protective gear. Uh, we also have a nice cloak, and just in case it rains, you don't want to be smelling like wet dog. Uh, trust me, it is impossible to get rid of. Uh, can't be as bad as wet goat. Uh, it is a very close hit. I also have here a, a lantern with some oil, uh, 50 feet of rope, a repelling hook, a clasp which will help you descend uh, wherever you need to, if you need to go down a cliff or uh, down the pit, as you mentioned. Ah. Oh, wow. Um, you are oddly prepared for this. Uh, I've really just just spoke to the mayor about this. Oh, there are, there are a few more things. Uh, I just grabbed random things. I don't know what would be helpful, but you mentioned this specifically, so I pointed these out. Uh, a, a hammer and chisel with a few pythons. Uh, it can be very useful in numerous situations, even if uh, you need to, like, pitch a tent or something. Uh, various things. Uh, yeah, here, here is a bag to store all of this and anything you need to retrieve while you are out on your mission. Uh, is there anything else in particular you are looking for? I think this about covers everything I have in spare. Uh, maybe just, like, a hunting dagger? Just in case? Hey, that dagger, um, here is, yes, uh, here, I have one. Uh, this is a carving dagger. Uh, we don't normally need them because we have claws. Um, uh, but for more precise cuts, if you needed to tan any animal skins, well, uh, this is very useful. I don't really have control over my claws yet, so it just makes sense. Oh, what a pity. It is a very useful thing. Uh, you should speak with the mayor sometime. I'm sure he would be happy to help you as he has shown all of us how to be able to find an agreeable lifestyle. He seems very knowledgeable. Um, Greg will pack up the stuff. Uh, it, uh, can I have perception to see if there's any weapon-like things around other um, than pitchfork? Oh, uh, yeah. So, I mean, well, there are things, as you mentioned, like pitchforks, but there's also um, a scythe, a large hammer, a wood-cutting axe, things which are used generally for... I mean, harvesting of natural resources, but could double as weapons. Mm, none of those seem good for Greg. Oh, uh, well, I guess I'm, I'm all set. Wow. Oh, Very helpful. Wait, one last thing, especially just for you. I just remembered I do have one last thing. This uh, has to be a, a, a slightly jerry-rigged. Uh-huh. Uh, and he points to your goat. Um, uh. uh but um, you, you mentioned a bow, and I, I remembered I found this old relic laying around. I'm not sure if it still works, um, but I feel like uh, while I do not have any bolts, uh, we could potentially use nails. And he pulls out a mechanical crossbow. Oh, yeah, that, that, that might work, yeah. Ah, uh, just in case you uh, run into any of empires. Um, here are a, a few stakes and a, a few uh, makeshift nail bolts. Ah. Uh. Great. Now I'll really feel prepared. Ah, uh, warning though. A few people have tried this, this in the past. Do not load the crossbow before you are going to use it. I have had numerous people have it pulled back for way too long. The string snaps. 
I am aware of how uh, a crossbow functions, but I appreciate the extra attention to detail. All right, you would never know. Some you would be surprised. I had one person who just always had it loaded, twenty-four-seven. It was terrible. You need to maintenance these things. Yeah, that's that's never safe with any weapon. And uh, Greg will take the stuff given to him, and uh, head off to the pit. Allons-y, Major. Please regale me with your tales upon your return. I'll see you later. Ah, it's not so bad. Making your way through the town and eventually into the forest, not running this time, you find that it's actually a good bit further than you initially recalled. You know, the other day you managed to reach here in quite a few minutes, but it seems as if this pit is miles into the forest. Would Odette or S have messaged me by this point? Odette would be currently scolding the crap out of mm-hmm, S. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Legendary hero, how dare you! You left yourself on Do Not Disturb. I couldn't find you and I was very worried. It was also very scary. I almost went and I had to f- find Felix to find you, but you know what? I was sleeping. It is not necessary. Sleep. Uh, is very necessary. Okay, go give Greg his things. He has been complaining uh, all morning. Fine. Do you know how hard it's going to be to sneak into and infiltrate a werewolf village? Fine, then give it to me and I will go. I feel like I am more equipped for this job. I guess I will return. And Greg, you do receive a message, though it is not from who you were anticipating. You get a message from Draken. Uh-oh. It's the postman. Do you open it? Yes. Nervously. I don't know if you're aware, but somehow, with my lack of purview, uh, the group's decision has been commit genocide and slavery of an entire village? I suppose so, yeah. Do we think that's a good idea? I don't think any of us have the opportunities or resources for any other idea currently. I just find it particularly interesting. The side that you chose was the one of the tyrannical nation attempting to squash the uprising settlement who's attempting to live peaceably on the coast side. Well? You know, the same tyrannical government that arrested you just for traveling through the garden? I thought they arrested me because I killed that big bad wolf. They would have arrested you either way. It's just the penalties were slightly harsher. Huh. Well... I mean, as long as you're fine with the potential mass genocide of werewolves and the enslavement of women and children, by all means, go ahead. I thought they had a nice little settlement. Oh, yeah, you know that settlement where they take you underground, you're never allowed to leave, and for multiple years of your life, you're just kept in a cellar and drained of your blood. I don't really have much of choice. I don't have my equipment or my leave crystals, and um, I don't really enjoy... Being turned into a werewolf and blacking out every night, like I've had a a bad trip with my buds drinking too much at night. I I don't... Oh, goodness. What's your constitution score? Look at your stats. I mean, just increase that. Wear a band of something. Drink some wolf's bane to, to lessen your werewolf nature before you go to sleep. It's not that hard. Or just learn to control the thing. I'm just making sure you're all on the same page. Personally, if it was up to me, I would be getting rid of the tyrannical vampire government. They seem a lot more difficult to take down. Not when you have a hundred angry werewolves looking to overthrow them. 
Is it genocide either way? Is it it's either genocide of the werewolves or genocide of the vampires? I mean, it does appear to look that way right now. However, one is a giant tyrannical government which is impeding player passage through specific areas unless you have express permission from the queen or her various duchesses. One of which who is missing right now, so we can't get their permission. Personally, from a player's perspective, one of them is making it immensely more difficult to travel through an area, and uh, is significantly harder and more threatening to deal with. The werewolves just want to piss off and be on the coastline. Did you ever think about which side you were choosing? Actually, I was just thinking about not being a werewolf, and um, I didn't really want to oppose the ideas. I, I try to be supportive. Um... Grow a backbone. Stand up for yourself. If you think something's immoral, say something. As far as the lycanthropy, just return to floor five. They got an abundance of clerics and healers. They'll just remove curse. No, that's what I thought I was going to do. And then I realized I don't have my leave crystal. Ah, goodness. It wasn't it at the guild hall. Uh, someone's probably going to give it to you anyways. Well, I'm about to go treasure diving in a anti-werewolf pit where apparently there is valuable werewolf belongings. Well, there you go. First, almost decent idea I've heard. Personally, like I said, I would rather get rid of the vampires. Greg, can Greg screenshot messages or something? Yeah, probably. I would he screenshots that and sends it to the group chat. Um, with the, the, turns out we're all double spies. Draken said let's go after the vampires instead. No, why would we do that? That's more risk to the party. Is he an idiot? Of course he is. Greg screenshots um, Draken's explanation of why he thought it was a better idea, sends it to the group. Also, Oday, you, you know Draken's in the guild group chat too, right? Okay, I think he's an idiot. Clearly, he is not the real leader of the guild. He is a pseudo-leader, according to himself. Because the real leader is missing. Anyway... I think I might help the werewolf uprising. Um, might be fun. I've never started an uprising before. Oh, alright then, Greg. I guess we'll be killing you along the werewolves. We'll see you soon. Why are you siding with the tyrannical vampires? Did you not read? I know you're a logical person. You can understand the underdog story. Why? Uh, what? <laughs> Dogs. What does it matter at this point? The point is we were offered a large reward by the vampires to clear out the problem. The problem is going to be solved. We don't necessarily have to do genocide. It would be faster. Okay. If Draken's goal is to advance through the floors quickly, this is the fastest way. To get the vampires who are more equipped with battle in mind to clear out the floor. Clear out the floor? Yes. Isn't that the point of this game? We are doing clearing. We must dungeon clear. The... They're blocking the exit to the next floor. I'm sure the queen would let us through if we asked politely. She seemed like a very, um, uh, one-track-mindy individual. Yes, because she is a queen who cares about her people. And what are the werewolves? People that turn other people into werewolves without their express permission? I didn't mean to. Yes, but they still did, Greg. At least we don't suck other people's blood and use... You know, other human beings and living people. What uh, is this we that you are using? Well, apparently you're siding with the vampires. Greg, I thought that was the point. 
All right, you know what? If this is what we want to do, that is fine. You can live with the werewolves for the rest of your life. However, my loyalties aren't to the werewolves or the vampires. It's to the guild that I joined. I made them a commitment. And I'm just listening to its leader, who knows a lot more about this game than I do. I don't know if he knows a lot more. I barely know Draken himself, and he seems like an idiot. Which is exactly why he seems like an idiot, because you haven't gotten the time to know him. Greg, I do not see the point in attacking the vampires. If you do that, you're going to get yourself killed. Well, the vampires are going to attack the werewolves anyway. Well, that is because you did not drop off the treaty. Oh. No, they didn't like the treaty anyways, in all fairness. You you didn't... I assumed all of, you had all my stuff. You That means you had the treaty. Did you not give it to them? Why would I go through your stuff? That is very rude. That is like stealing. And I'm not totally against it, but I don't like going through players' things. Oh, that don't you remember? We did propose the treaty to the queen. She laughed at it and said it was completely preposterous that they wanted that, the property that clearly belonged to the Remedov nation. Oh, wow. Shocker. Well, I mean... Also, the solution is why don't the werewolves just move? Go overseas and never come back. They wouldn't have to worry about it. I, they can't swim. They make a boat. They don't like water. That sucks for them now, doesn't it? I guess we're going to be attacking the village. Whatever your choice is, Greg, that is your option as a player. However, I will say, us bickering about it is just going to slow down our progress in the game. The legendary hero and I, we saw where the werewolves are kept, and it was a very nice place. Yes, people have to do things in exchange for living in comfort. It is called a price. Well, it Everyone looks like pays the it. The Rimidorves have lived in comfort for a while while they. You know, de dehumanize the werewolves and have racist acts against wait, them. Wait, 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 dehumanize. Greg, these are NPCs and they are not humans. You are not human. You're also an elf. What does it matter at this point? These are NPCs. We help the one that has the most power because trying to overthrow an entire kingdom with the queen is insane. Well, just think about it this way. If we help overthrow the queen then we don't need permission from the queen because we'll be the ones in charge. Didn't you say that the werewolves have some kind of cult ritual? Aren't they like trying to resurrect their dead god that you killed? After all, you are the one who killed them. Have you told them that? Oh, oh no, no, no. They're not trying to resurrect him. He's still alive. They're just trying to be uh, bring his spirit into the mortal plane. Yeah, that is called using a body as a sacrifice. They're going to use somebody as a sacrifice and put the spirit of their god inside of them. And that's worse than using multiple people as sacrifices for blood feeding. Ah, oh, you know, this isn't getting us anywhere. I'm almost to my destination. I shouldn't walk in text. I guess I'll see you later. Can I have my stuff back? I don't know where I is. He should have been there by now. You do notice, Greg, as you are arriving to this pit, which you had previously told everyone the location of, that S does arrive here, as it is on the outskirts of town, and far enough away that perhaps the patrol does not go out this far, or perhaps S is just stealthy enough to have avoided them. Well, Greg, it seems as if this might be the last time we're on, uh, good speaking terms, but, uh, here's your stuff. Greg takes his stuff back and looks sad. We, we don't have to fight. I don't want to fight with you. You're like one of the only reasonable members on the team. And I heard you made a dad joke the other time. 
I did. I'm it already. felt amazing. I'm so proud of you. Unfortunately, I don't like picking losing sides. I've been on that side of the coin before. So, I think I'm going to side with the vampires on this one. You're going to go against Draken's idea? I only worked with the man when it was convenient. He isn't all-knowing or anything like that. He can still be wrong. But, at the end of the day, do whatever you think is right. Yeah, I've had a lot of moral conflictions over the past couple days. Um, Greg will try to go in for a hug for S. Do a manly pat hug. S will walk up, but he'll just offer his hand for a handshake. Greg takes the hand and pulls S into a bro hug. Good for you, buddy. <sighs> I, I'll, see you, I'll see you around. I'm still proud of you. See you, Greg. Hopefully not in a grave. And he kind of just, like, waves you off and seems to vanish after walking behind a tree. Well, I don't know what to do, Jerry. I'm, I'm, I'm really conflicted. Meh. Well, I guess the first thing to do is go down in this hole and see if they got any good loot. Meh. You, using the pitons, set up four of them all around the circle and then utilize the rope to make somewhat of a cross shape so that the rope dangles directly in the center of the hole so that you would not touch any of the silver wall siding and are able to then repel yourself downwards. After having repelled yourself down into the tunnels, you are about to go see what kind of loot you can find, perhaps something that may be able to aid you on your endeavor. With both sides of this party now seemingly split on the moral quandary, we'll have to find out next week which side reigns supreme in this classic tale of vampires versus werewolves? Thank you, Foundlings, for listening to this week's episode of Sword Online Odd. We're so glad that you joined us, and we hope you'll continue to follow along with the story as we figure out what the heck we're doing. Oh, wow, this is going to be very interesting for the GM to have to <laughs> deal with. Ugh. Well, Foundlings, as always, if you enjoyed this series, this episode, please leave a rating and a review whenever podcast listening app that you're on. And also, most importantly, consider supporting the podcast by going to our Patreon and donating to the podcast so that we can get more art commissioned. And also you can look at our really cool GM notes because guess what? We have a lot of characters that are getting finished. Yay! And that really does help us a lot, guys. It helps us pick up music and ambiance so that they can sound really nice and also helps to pay for the website and everything else. Uh, yeah, so please help. Thank you. Also, if you want to keep up to date with us, uh, make sure that you are following us on our social media accounts, Twitter and Instagram at RollFound, as well as join us in our Discord where we hang out, chat, talk about the podcast. And if you want to play video games with us, that's cool too. Big thank you and shout out to Michael Gelfie, Will Savino with Music D20, and Yvonne Dutch for allowing us to use their music and ambiance in today's episode. And that's actually it this time. All right. Thank you, Foundlings. And we'll see you next, next week on Start Online Odd. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs>